Good morning from Westpac and welcome to another Finance AM podcast. I'm Amrish Baez, Westpac Market Strategist. Financial markets on Friday were in a clear risk-averse mood. The equity markets weakened further. The S&P 500 closed down 0.5% on the day. And that risk-averse mood extended to bond markets. So bond yields fell, commodities also fell, and risk-sensitive currencies also fell against the US dollar. The... um, Explanation for all of that uh, could be that uh, that relentless rise in bond yields that we've seen over the last few weeks uh, finally took its toll on uh, not just equities, but all manner of um, assets valuation-wise, uh, called those lofty valuations into question, and you had a uh, across-the-board uh, sell-off in pretty much uh, all of the major risk asset classes. Uh, the currency markets saw the US dollar index closing up 0.8% on the day, the defensive US dollar outperforming all of the majors. Uh, the second best performer was also defensive Japanese yen. But uh, risk-sensitive currencies like the Aussie dollar, it fell from 78.50 to 76.93, making it the underperformer on the day. And the Kiwi also fell from 73.50 to 72.23. Aussie Kiwi Cross normally goes along with the uh, risk mood, so it fell slightly from 106.70 to 106.40. In the interest rate markets, the US two-year Treasury yield fell from 0.16 to 0.12%, and the 10-year yield fell from 1.51 to 1.38. That's a fairly big move on the day, but of course it comes after some accelerated gains over the uh, previous days. In the Australian bond markets, uh, similar story, three-year government bond yields down from 0.37 to 0.33, and the 10-year yield down from 1.92 to 1.72. Uh, commodities, mostly downwards. Brent crude oil down 1.1%, copper down a hefty 3.9%. Iron ore was the odd man out, but it uh, tends to go uh, along with its own rhythm, and it rose 1% to $176, $176.30, which is a 10-year high for iron ore. And gold fell 2.1%. The uh, data out on Friday was not really a major moment for the markets, but worth mentioning that in the US Personal Income and Spending Report, we also get that core PCE deflator reported. Now that is the uh, variable, the inflation variable that the Fed targets. That rose a tad from 1.4% to 1.5% annually. And that's uh, an equal high since March 2020. So nudging higher, but not certainly not running away at this stage. Uh, also interesting, uh, really for the UK markets for now, but the Bank of England's chief economist and NPC member Haldane, he delivered a speech in which he raised the possibility that there's a tangible risk that inflation proves difficult to tame. Now this is a more hawkish stance, goes against the grain of what we've been hearing from most major central banks globally, which is that inflation spikes are expected to be transitory. Okay, so what's out today that could be market moving for markets? Um, In Australia, we get a plethora of data releases, but they're all pretty much second and third tier on their own. Uh, None of them um, really market movers, but we do get CoreLogic, uh, house prices, housing finance approvals, company profits, inventories, uh, a PMI, and uh, an inflation gauge. 
Also worth mentioning that New Zealand uh, this week is in lockdown as of um, uh, Sunday night, we or Sunday morning rather, we uh, entered a lockdown level 3 for Auckland, level 2 for the rest of New Zealand and that is for the whole of this week. Uh, elsewhere around the globe we will get manufacturing PMIs in Asia, Europe and the US uh, and the highlight probably for global markets will be uh, tonight the US ISM manufacturing survey. This is the most closely watched one of the lot. We also get some FOMC members speaking, Williams and Brainard. That's it from me today. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again same time tomorrow morning.